The Green Bay Packers draft for the future. And it means not just who will be on the team, but often just as much about who won't be. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you get podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. And thanks for everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like waking up and starting your day with us as much as we like waking up and starting our day with you. Something I do each and every day because here I am. I'm with you. And it's it's my day. This is, what I, this is what I dedicate my day to every day. And we're very glad to have you with us. We have some questions from, from listeners today, but I wanted to start with a way of trying to look at some predictive things about where this draft could go. Because, and not just receivers. I got a text uh, yesterday from someone who was like, I'm really, I'm really, I can't listen to one more show about which receivers the Packers might draft. And it was not, I don't think, meant as a criticism per se, but just like this is taking up all the oxygen in the room. And I understand that and I'm trying to be mindful of that, but it's also by far the biggest story that surrounds this team right now. And it's one of the biggest stories in the league. What the Green Bay Packers are going to do at receiver, this is not hyperbole, is one of the biggest stories in the league because this team with some receiver help could contend for a Super Bowl. I think they could contend anyway. They're just not as well-equipped to actually do it. I I was looking at last year's draft. And this was part of a discussion that I was having with with another Packers media member. And last year, we talked about this earlier this week, felt like a win-now draft. You had a, a corner. The Packers desperately needed help at corner. You had a center in a, in a time when the Packers were letting Corey Lindsley walk out the door. You had a receiver at a slot receiver at a time in which you had none and you had multiple offensive linemen taken on day two or day three. You had a, another corner taken and a defensive lineman. And then I started to think about it more. And I thought, wait a second. Look at the players the Packers have lost this offseason. Kevin King. Not currently on the team. Now, the Packers drafted Eric Stokes so that they would be better than Kevin King. But that's not a coincidence to me. Josh Myers. Lucas Patrick is gone. He's in Chicago. Corey Lindsley was gone last year. But they had Lucas Patrick in the event that they couldn't find a center in the draft. They had a plan there. 
Lucas Patrick is now gone. In the third round, now they took Amari Rodgers before Randall Cobb came to town. But they also understood that in a year, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Al Lazard, and Equinemius St. Brown were going to be free agents. They lost two of those three. They had a receiver ready to go, they hoped. We'll see. When I tweeted this, I, I made a joke about redacting this, this section. In the fourth round, they draft Royce Newman, who was a tackle who can play guard. They just lost a tackle who can play guard, Billy Turner. And in the fifth round, they draft Shamar John Charles, slot corner, and nickel. And who did they just lose this offseason? Chandon Sullivan. So when you think about that draft, yes, a lot of it was for the now. Eric Stokes came in and gave them reps now. But it was also for the future. And if you go back and look at the drafts, even go back to 2020, I know a lot of a lot of you don't want to do that. Jordan Love was picked for two years in the future. A.J. Dillon was picked for one year in the future when Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams were both coming up. Josiah DeGuara was picked because the, the future of Mercedes Lewis was unclear and Big Bob Tunyon. We, no one knew he was going to make the kind of progress that he did in 2020. That was and, and Jay Sternberger had not shown enough to that point to make you feel like he is going to be a future part of this team. And he ended up not being part of the team at all. The Packers are always Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins. Those picks were made for a year, two years into the future. And that is a luxury that you can make when you have a good roster. Teams who have bad rosters, they have the luxury of just taking best player available because they have so many needs. But if you have a complete roster, then you don't have to force it. And having players that you want to pay is a good kind of problem to have. But this gives us insight into this draft. So beyond receiver, we know the deal at receiver. Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, one or both of those guys. Now, I don't think both, but one of those guys could be gone. The Packers are going to take a safety. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be gone. By the way, I said Kylan Hill tore his ACL in preseason. That is not true. He tore his ACL in the middle of the year. Um, but But... You might want to give yourself that option. A running back on day three, a fourth or a fifth round pick might give you that latitude if you want it. Alan Lazard in a year. I mean, maybe that is the best case for taking more than one receiver and trying to find a veteran. Now, apparently, Debo Samuel could be on the market in the mix. We'll see what's going on. DK Metcalf, those rumors continue to swirl. Receiver is a pick not just for now, but also the future. 
because in a year, Randall Cobb is probably coming off the books. Alan Lazard probably coming off the books. They need to fully revamp this receiver room with Amari Rodgers being the only guy who we're pretty sure is going to be on this team next year. There's a lot going on there. Tight end. Big Bob Tunyon back on a one-year deal. Mercedes Lewis could be every year now could be his last. And Josiah DeGuara. What's his future on this team? He hasn't shown a lot. Now he hasn't shown so little that you think he's going to get cut. But certainly, if you're not going to have Tunyon and you might not have Mercedes Lewis, you have to start looking at some of these options. And this is a very good draft in the middle of the tight end spots. Second, third, fourth, fifth. A guy like Jelani Woods has become the object of much affection for Packers fans. Me too. You're probably going to need to take him on day two. Just like where the testing is and what the tape says. You get him in these mock draft simulators and he's you know going on late on day three. He's like a fourth, fifth round pick. I don't know. It's not going to happen. Guy 6'6", 250, who runs 4'5", and blocks. That guy's going. He's going top 100. So don't just think about what this team needs now because they aren't. They're thinking about what they need in one year, two years, three years. Particularly the next two-year window. Next year and the year after. That's what they're looking at. So yes, they want to make this team maximally better this season. But you can't just draft for year one because what do you do next year? Free agency comes before the draft for a reason. This is part of how you have to plan. And the Packers have been experts at planning for it. And they're in very good position now to do it. We need to have that idea in our minds as we're thinking about the kinds of players that they could be looking at and the positions that they could be looking at. We're going to continue to do that. If you miss our article on The Leap, we did defense on Wednesday about what positions are important, where the Packers at those positions could be vulnerable, and what spots in the draft traditionally you find those guys. We did offense today for The Leap. I highly recommend you go check that out. Receivers, of course, on that list, tight ends, offensive linemen, it's all there. Go check us out on The Leap. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all of your betting needs in sports info. Find all the latest, including the Masters, the Masters, Tiger Woods, one under par. He's tied for 10th at the Masters, and still you can get him at nice long odds to win. Why wouldn't you want to have some money on Tiger Woods and root for Tiger Woods to win the Masters? Are you freaking kidding me? Bet Online is your continued source for everything that you need, not just Golf, basketball, baseball is back, baby. Hockey, NFL draft props. We're going to talk about that in a second. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I had someone write in uh, with an interesting idea 
that he was going to do a, or he he looked at the betting odds and suggested I do a mock based on the Vegas, essentially the implied odds of of the drafts about where these where these guys were likely to go, and just because of what I had available to me, I was not able to get crazy far down the list, but it, it, it gives us some, some idea. So these are, these are based on the bet online odds. If you want to go lay some money down on some of these props, the way that the odds suggest the drafts will go, and it might not be these teams making those, these picks, Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, Ikki Iguanu, Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, Kenny Pickett, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, Charles Cross, Jermaine Johnson, Charles Stingley, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Jordan Davis. And sorry, Derek Stingley. I knew that was wrong as soon as I said it. Um, the For the Packers, why is that important? Well, pretty good chance, I think, or at least the betting markets think. Drake London not making it to 22. Probably, probably always the case. But it also means that if the Packers are in love with Drake London, and I can understand why, they're going to have to move up pretty far to get him. Washington, 11th. You have to go from 22 to 11, you're giving up a future first. You're giving up real major draft assets to get up that far. You have to think he's far and away better than everyone else. I don't think they're going to do that. Interesting, though. Just the edge players that, you know, we're, we're thinking about Hutchinson, Walker, and Jermaine Johnson with Kayvon Thibodeau as well. He's a little bit of a wild card. I also didn't mention Kyle Hamilton. Just didn't have a prop for him when I looked. That means the receivers that the Packers could be interested in, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, George Pickens has, has pickened up some steam over the last couple of days. I'm so sorry. Christian Watson, those guys. The over-under for receivers in the first round is set at five and a half. That there's, I think there's six, really. And that's why it's set at five and a half. They're, they're good at this. It's hard to see six going before Green Bay picks. Remember I said the other day, if they can get one of Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Christian Watson... That they're probably in a pretty good position. If Drake Jackson, Garrett Wilson are off the board, it it lowers your the number, but it also, if they only think, if the markets only think five-ish, six-ish guys are gonna go, then you could probably feel decent that someone is gonna be there at 22. You may want to move up to to secure the bag in this case, the bag being a receiver. But I, I think there's going to be more options than than people realize, precisely because I think these quarterbacks are going to go. And I, I want to offer one word of caution because the market odds are really based on speculation. There tends not to be a lot of good inside info in all of this. It's really just about driving prices and getting you to bet on it. Doesn't mean there's not money to be made. There is. 
And I think this is this is a, a good place to start in that regard. I got a question from Bobby Wells. He said, who do you believe the Packers could draft that you could see being a stud at punt or kick returner? So the name that that stands out to me is Christian Watson because he's an all-American caliber returner and receiver. And if you go back and you look at the history of Packers receivers, Jordy Nelson returned kicks. Randall Cobb returned kicks. This is something that the Packers have a history of doing with young receivers. Now, if Christian Watson has to be your number one receiver, which you hope he doesn't, that changes this. But I I, I think he's giving you that. Jamison Williams is giving you that. Now, if you're drafting someone to just be that or to primarily be that, then you're looking at guys like Valus Jones Jr. We talked about Tyquan Thornton. Those are the other two names, guys that the Packers have met with, by the way, that you could see. Or if someone like Calvin Austin fell, if all of a sudden Calvin Austin from Memphis, he's tiny, short, but an incredible athlete. If he's there at like, let's say 92, I could see the Packers saying, why not? Why not one more guy? Why not one more player? But if the Packers on day three, there are some running backs that they could draft that you could return kicks. That's usually how you grab some guys like that. I do I do think the Packers are in a position where in the middle rounds especially, the priority is going to be special teams. Now, I don't, that doesn't mean I think they're going to draft a punter or a kicker or a long snapper again. But I do think they're going to be looking for guys that have that dual ability. I think it it might make someone like Jamison Williams appealing when he might otherwise not have been. Came into the combine at 179, which would theoretically be way too small. Now, he was listed at almost 190 at Alabama. I don't know that he played at that, but they might have said, hey, can you get to 190? Can you be at 190 next year? 195. Christian Watson played special teams. I think that that would Bayless Jones. If they could get a a star, you know, a star potential receiver and the special teams guy, that is a, a great option. I I think this this draft could look like what we saw in in years past, where you go early, middle, late with a receiver. You know, the twenty fourteen kind of model. Where you take, let's just call him George Pickens in the first round. You take Tyquan Thornton in the third round. And you take, you know, now you're now you're just throwing darts and guessing on day three, guys. Um, I, I think that 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 makes a lot of sense because then you are you are prioritizing special teams as well. And I think that, that that's a good place to be. And the Packers have the kind of roster where you don't need to say, oh, well, you have to get X, Y, C guys because no. This is, a, this is a, a well-stocked roster that gives you a chance to address specific needs if you want to go that route. And I think they probably will will want to do that. 
And it will be understandable if they decide to do that. I think that's a really, a really smart way to handle all of this. But then again, Debo Samuel out there. Leroy Butler is dropping like, hey, maybe guys that you don't even know are available, could be involved. But if you were able, like, let's just say, if you were able to come out of this draft with, let's choose a different first round receiver just because. But I, I think George Pickens makes a lot of sense to me. Let's do George Pickens. Let's do Valus Jones Jr. Although I don't think they'll take him. He's an old. Let's do, let's do Tyquan Thornton just for fun. And Isaiah Weston from Northern Iowa. He is older, but he is a crazy athlete. And you're taking him to be special teams. You're taking him to be Jeff Janis. And they have this connection with Ryan Mahaffey, who's the assistant offensive line coach. They were together at UNI. That still leaves because of all the picks that they have. This is the beauty of it. They still have so many picks. They still have 28 or 22 and 53. And like they have so many other picks to continue to build the depth of this team. If you get a couple receivers, everything else is really just gravy for this year. For this year. We didn't spend the whole A block talking about the future to, to not even think about that moving forward. It's also why I actually think the more that I've thought about this, you wait on edge. Because the safety spot is a 2022 problem and a potential 2023 problem. And because you need that nickel guy, and then you're you're probably going to need at least one safety replacement. At edge, Preston Smith and, and Rashawn Gary could be your guys for two, three years. Preston Smith is under contract. The safety need is is probably a little bit bigger because that guy could play sooner. Now, if you think Preston Smith is really only a one-year deal, I don't know why you just signed him to the deal you signed him to. I think the Packers signed him to that deal with the idea that he's going to be here at least two more years. I, I, am, I am coming around the idea more and more that the Packers' first round is going to be receiver safety. And then you're getting Daxton Hill, Lewis Seen, if they're high on Jalen Petrie. And I think that would be an awesome killer first. And then in the second round, you're looking at guys like Drake Jackson, Nick Benito, guys who I already like. And then you're just trying to find value. You're just trying to find value. Is there a defensive lineman you like who falls? Is there uh, uh, an overhang defender? Is there a tight end? Now you're getting into the, the Jeremy Ruckerts of the world. Is there Jalen Tolbert? Do you, are you high on him? Khalil Shakur. It starts to get fun. It's already fun. You know, you land, if you land Pickens and Scene, just take two Georgia guys. Home run. That's a home run draft. A home run draft. And you're, you're checking all of these boxes. As we get closer, we're, we're trying to narrow down the avenues here. Doesn't mean we're always going to get the players right, but we're trying to have the right mindset of taking it through how the Packers are thinking about all of this stuff. And so 
even if the outcome is different than we're predicting, we're trying to we're trying to engage in a similar process. And I think I think that's I think that's useful. I think it's useful for me. I hope it's useful for you. Before we finish up, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is tremendous. And they're always innovating with flavors, always bringing you new kinds of protein bars that you've never even thought were possible, like a puff protein bar, protein-infused marshmallow. I didn't stutter. Protein-infused marshmallow. The coconut is my favorite, the coconut marshmallow. Oh my goodness, it's so good. It is so good. And yet all of Bilt Bar's bars are low in calories, high in protein. Just replace your your sugar-filled granola bar, your candy bars. Replace them all with Bilt Bars. I have. I really have. You can can look in my cabinets. Bilt Bars are my go-to snack at home and on the road, on the go, at the airport. And if you don't believe me, let me help you out. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. A couple things as we finish up. Uh, Brandon Cooks gets a new deal in... Houston. So you have to check that one off your list for Green Bay. That was a name that had been out there. Yeah, some of these these names are are coming off the board. But the DK Smoke only getting louder. ESPN came out with um, a piece where they had other beat writers pitch the the Seahawks beat writer about potential DK trades. And he said, I think the price is two firsts. We had the reporting earlier this offseason that it was actually one first. Of course, Seattle is like, oh, crap, we can't have that out there. Not after Devontae Adams goes for a one and a two and Tyreek Hill goes for a one and two and stuff. That that makes us look really bad if we were going to give DK Metcalf away for a first round pick. Now we have to say it was it was always a two and we settled for this because that was all that was offered to us. That has to be the way that you frame it. I don't think that they're going to get that. But I don't know if DK is going to get traded. It is a lot of smoke to just be like, now nah, we're good. But stranger things happened. And now this reporting around Debo Samuel, he meets with the brass, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. And then after that, has a, has a little, little uh, I don't know, I was going to say a hissy fit, but that's something my toddler does. I don't think he's acting like a toddler. Uh, but he expressed frustration on Twitter. Deleted some photos of him and the 49ers. It had a tweet. I don't, are we reading too much into this? Maybe. But it seems like there's real discontent there. And the last time we heard about a star receiver who was unhappy with the way that contract negotiations were going at the top of the market, he wound up uh, a Las Vegas Raider. And so I think this is just at least something that we have to flag for right now. Do I think the 49ers would trade him to Green Bay? Probably not. But if they have the best offer, you're actively hurting your team if you don't take it. If he's not going to stay, you have to maximize your value. 
And maybe if you're the 49ers, it's it's more of a harder reset than you wanted it to be. But you got Trey Lance in there now. Hopefully you get some picks for Jimmy Garoppolo. If he wants out, he wants out. Now he's under contract. So we'll see where this goes. We'll see how much more contentious it's going to get. But this is why those reports come out of, oh, teams are monitoring. Because it's not going well. Teams are monitoring what's going on with Debo Samuel because it doesn't seem like it's going very well. Which means you make it known that there's stuff out there. You, you're, you're desirable. Maybe you could get Debo to say, I'm out. Send me to Green Bay. I want to go play with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go play with a real quarterback. I don't want to, I don't want to play with this, this de facto rookie who hasn't really played football in, in you know almost three years now. Just just something to think about. Just something to think about. All right, we're going to be back next week. One week closer to the NFL draft. One week closer till we know the answers on the test. Right now, we're trying to study for the test. We're going to have the answers. We're going to know how we did. Well, the Packers are taking the test. We just are going to try and figure out what's going to be on it as we get closer. More interviews coming next week. Got some fun stuff planned for you. So be sure to be subscribed on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Subscribe on YouTube if you're watching this right now. Like the video, please. Love you, mean it. And uh, if you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Subscribe to the league.